0: S4HANA is the biggest transformation project in our 110 years company history. A quote that describes the significance of the change in the company of my today's guest. Michael Hilzinger joined me and gave insights on his approach to transform to SAP S4HANA. Michael is CIO at the German manufacturer Knorr Bremse. 110 years ago they drastically improved the safety of trains by providing brakes and removing the so-called brake vans, a manually operated braking system. We talked about the analogy from back then with a modern S4 system, the role and factors of change management in such a huge transformation and why it's helpful to improve incrementally instead of a big bang move. So if you are interested in first-hand customer insights and perspectives, this episode is made for you. Grab your coffee and tune in. My name is Timo Deiner. Welcome to the SAP Experts podcast. My guest today, Michael Hilzinger, CIO from Knorr Bremse. So Michael, glad you joined this episode in the SAP Experts podcast. So a very warm welcome from my side and thanks to digitization. We can record this session because I'm at home with COVID at the moment. So thanks for being so flexible and switching to a virtual environment. And uh, could you please give a short self-introduction to to our audience and to our mm-hmm. listeners?
1: Yeah, thank you Timo, thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, indeed, we had, op- uh, had originally planned to meet uh, close by here and uh, yeah, too bad that uh, covid caught you, uh, but uh, of course I wish you all the best and hope that you are pain free. And uh, to myself Michael Hilzinger or Michael, and uh, currently I am CIO of Knorr Bremse. Uh, this is uh, a job that I have now for about three years. Before I was uh, with a company called Klöckner in Duisburg, a big steel trading company. Before that, I was with thyssenkrupp And before that, for the longest part of my professional life still, I was with SAP. So we, we have uh, something in common here. And in my current role at Knorr Bremse, yes, I am responsible for IT. I have also another responsibility, that is the global business services. Quite interesting actually, so IT and, and of course, the knowledge about processes, and, and how to execute processes and how to optimize processes is quite uh, connected to uh, then the people who are running these processes and uh, that's why i have also the responsibility to run our global business services worldwide
0: and so thanks a lot for that and um, thanks for the introduction and um, I understood, and bef- when when we had the discussion before the recording, um, you are currently in in the middle of a transformation, or in in the on your on your transformation path, maybe. Timo, if you agree, um, I would like to give a brief overview about knorr and
1: what we're actually doing of because course. it's a company that probably not so many people know. And uh, for those uh, that speak German, Bremse, of course, braking, uh, yes, the company's origin was uh, the braking systems. The the, the founder, Mr. Knorr, is actually the inventor of uh, the the, the modern brake as we know it today. And you have to imagine the old days, people uh, that were using trains um, were sitting in cars and every car had its own uh, person that would operate the brake yeah? and there was of course a lot of communication necessary between the, the, uh, the driver of the train and every person that was on the on the uh, car in the mm-hmm. back that had to brake the train. Yeah? And uh, with the invention of the, the brake, as we know it today, it was possible to eliminate all the uh, manual doing and braking and the operator, the the, uh, the captain of the train, if you will, he uh, would operate the, the brakes yeah? and that mm-hmm. increased sic- security significantly. And i like to make this anecdote that um, whatever vehicle you have, a bicycle, uh, uh, a car, um, a train or whatever, and the strongest engine that you have, the only way to really maximize the speed is the brake. Because without braking, you cannot slow down again if you have to. So it's a very, very important security piece. And that is what we do at Knobremse. We deliver very critical security infrastructure to the railway industry on the one hand side that's one of our divisions and on the other side the commercial vehicle decision uh, division so um, trucks if mm-hmm. you go on any highway in the world and you pass by 10 trucks in eight of them you will find our products uh, and that's not only brakes that's also highly automated driving so steering systems for instance in our commercial vehicle division and on the train side we also equip trains with doors with HVACs or air conditioning systems, with uh, laboratory sanitary systems and also electronics. And there again, also cybersecurity becomes more and more important to make sure that trains and as well cars or or, or trucks as well can be operated safely as more digital products are being
0: introduced into these vehicles. Before we dig into that a little bit deeper, so can you describe the as is SAP landscape currently at Knorr Bremse, so what's your systems landscape looking like at the moment? Mm-hmm.
1: At the moment, so we are really uh, a very, I would say, very big SAP shop, so where we're using a lot of SAP software uh, you know, coming from SAP, of course, that's nice to see and Without going into the details, we are operating uh, in our SAP landscape, which for the most part today is still an on-premise environment, between 80 and 100 SAP systems. So of course, that, that has the cascade of um, uh, testing systems, staging systems, development systems, uh, and, and production systems as well uh, included. Uh, but that's uh, our landscape today. And we are using also to, to a certain extent already software as a service solutions by sap and that is part of our transformation journey so that we are going probably most like more into uh, software as a service solutions today or in in the future so increase this software as a service footprint and and um, then also transform into the cloud mm-hmm.
0: so when you when you google your name and uh, in addition to that um, cio uh, knorr bremse you will find an article where um, where you read something about you had a transition phase from yeah, not only moving from on-prem towards cloud first, and now you are having a cloud only strategies. That's still valid and true that it's just cloud only. Mm,
1: we are not at cloud only at the moment. We had our cloud first day last 1st of June. So June twenty uh, uh, June 1st, 2021 was our cloud first day. So that means every, new service that we are providing to our business has to go into the cloud yeah? that's mm-hmm. that's that's the uh, decision Yeah, and um, interesting that you found this article the cloud only it has no date at the moment, yeah? and I would say this is still a journey. Probably that will take us probably three to five years yeah? mm-hmm. so, until we can really say cloud only. Yeah, yeah. that's so a that's... major transformation program. You mentioned transformation programs. So that's one of our major transformation programs.
0: Okay, and what what's the vision from from your point of view then for for your modern landscape? I I don't know if if it's valid if I just say. A modern IT landscape. So maybe it's an IT and business landscape. Then for Knorr-Bremse, what's what's your vision there? So um, cloud is one, or cloud cloud only is is one part of the vision. What what else do you have in plan for for Knorr-Bremse?
1: Yeah, I like this idea of the um, business service landscape. Let's put it this way, because all we do is to enable our business. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're not doing anything because we we like IT and because IT is cool. There always has to be. <laughs> a benefit for the business so this business service landscape uh, if you want to call it like that is, is a good term Yeah. so it's we, we just created this now yeah? So this is something that i want to continue using and that's that's really a good picture also for this vision that i have yeah? um, so from my point of view we have to use these big transformation programs and again i'm, I'm uh, separating two one is our technical transformation this mm-hmm. is the, what I call the cloud transformation. And then, and we will talk about this in more detail, of course, and later is our S4HANA transformation. Uh, this cloud transformation, and, and I just said technical transformation, is much more than just a lift and shift of our infrastructure as we have it today, including our SAP systems into the cloud. This, as everybody knows who is, is dealing with this subject at the moment, involves a lot of other departments that are working very closely with IT. So there is, for instance, the legal department. There is the workers' council in Germany and in other countries. There is the purchasing department. There is data security. There's the controlling department, the finance department. There are a lot of departments around, or functions around IT that have to join in this journey. And that will also have to go through a transformation process. So you read these examples and and, uh, we know them ourselves as well. In order to, from from, from having an idea and from agreeing on doing a new project until you can really deliver a service
0: Hmm.
1: uh, from an infrastructure point of view, sometimes you have 90, 120 days until you're really able to deploy uh, a a service. And we have to drastically reduce these times. And that's because today, of course, we have all these processes that are connected to IT. I mentioned the departments or the players, the stakeholders before, and they have to give their approvals and and, uh, do their research and negotiations and all kinds of processes that have to be done. And of course, that adds up to 90, 100, 120 days before you can really deploy a service. And this has to be cut short uh, in order to gain speed and to be agile.
0: Mm-hmm. so agile and speed and I think these are two good good things here uh, you mentioned but um especially when you are talking on a on a vision and on a on a longer journey and I can imagine that the the requirements and um, the journey gets much much more complex um, when you are planning maybe, a big bang and a, a huge transformation. And now that the challenge for you maybe is to, to cut that into small pieces, to eliminate maybe the 120 days or 90 days or whatever, to, to increase the speed a little bit. And so can you still talk about a big bang or is it more or less a, an evolution of small business processes, which you are transforming first and then you hope that, um, the thing is rolling and, um, more and more business units can, can, um, speed up with you or, or what's your approach in, in doing that? Um, because transformation on the one hand, big project and speed on the other hand is maybe just for smaller projects or what's your thought on that? Mm-hmm. So if we talk again about this uh, cloud transformation
1: program, this is, Connected with a change management program Mm -hmm. where we are really taking all the stakeholders on board and explain to them what we want to achieve what our common goal is Uh, and the, the interesting thing is everybody wants to become better everybody is is interested in becoming a little bit more effective and reduced uh, throughput time yeah? so that's very interesting to see so we're sitting together with everybody just getting everybody on board yeah? and as you know it's very important in, in germany to also include the workers council because mm. at the end of the day it has an impact on the people and how they work and i'm actually glad that we have this yeah? that we can involve the people that are in the end impacted by a new process uh, through these um, you know, uh, organizations that's very helpful yeah now you asked me about Big bang versus incremental um, um, success or incremental uh, improvements and we have to be realistic a big bang is possible yeah? but it comes with a lot of preparation time and um, it, it um, mm-hmm. makes a project to run very long in order to be perfect at the end. Unless you tolerate a certain, let's say, gap yeah, uh, to your target state, uh, and you you are, you are willing to do a big bang, go live, and then in the end fix whatever is uh, left open. Personally, I don't like it too much. My approach is rather the, the incremental, uh, stepwise approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Let's let's uh, become better uh, on the way. Yeah. Let's start. Let's do something. Yeah. And, and that's that's actually how we have started, yeah. With also with our cloud transformation, yeah. We have just started to switch systems into the cloud, and now we are improving them. It works better in our environment, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying that it's the best uh, approach, but it just works better for us.
0: Yeah, uh, I I also think that there is no no exact plan which which works best and so on. So it's it's interesting to hear because many of of my customers I'm talking with they are also agreeing that that Big Bang is not that maybe way to go. And sometimes it's better, especially when you are talking from a people perspective and from a department perspective, that you you can show some success in quite early stages to your, to your stakeholders, to your people, to the business, to the departments and so on. Mm-hmm. And so the incremental steps are much, much more efficient. Um, I think, especially in terms of yeah, you mentioned change management before, so I think I assume that at least at Knorr-Bremse there are also some maybe um, people who say, "Hey, we did it always like that, and um, why should we change? It's it's working." And I I agree that people tend to get better, but as soon as they stay in their comfort zone they want to get better but transformation and change also means that i have to leave my comfort zone a little bit and go into a stretch zone or even in a growth zone or something like that and then it's interesting how the people react if they still want to to change and get better or if they say okay now status quo is also okay for me because i i feel more uh, more comfortable uh, on that yeah so um it's really interesting um what what What's your experience at, at Knorr Bremse with that mindset? Do you face that or is everyone committed and says, hey, because we, we have good experiences from the past, let's go on that way. And um, I know that we have to get better and just just do it.
1: Yeah, here or there, you, you find this in every company and also in our company that people... Uh, don't want to change because they like what they have today, and uh, I completely share your assessment that uh, as soon as people have to leave their comfort zone, the willingness to change is um, getting a little bit less. Yeah, let us put it this way, and that's that's why it is very important that we understand. And now let's let's let's, let's take S4hana now as an example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as for HANA, for our company, and actually I, I would even argue it is true for all companies if they do it in the right way, is the biggest transformation program that we have seen in the history of the company. And our company is uh, more than 110 years old in the meantime, and th- it has gone through certain phases of change and transformation as well. Yeah, Just that that came with technology, with the technology that we find in our products, yeah? from uh, mechanic to electric to electronics, for instance, yeah, mm-hmm. and also the growth of the company. These were really big transformation programs. And where we are today, from this perspective, the biggest one will be this s hana transformation, because we have one objective we want to make. We have in the past grown very fast. We have also grown by mergers and acquisitions, and that, of course, brings in new companies with different processes and then of course you want to roll out your sap system and here or there you are making compromises in order to be to be fast by uh, to complete um, a roll or project or to complete a post merger integration and that's why today of course with with a uh, developed or evolved sap landscape we also have a number of uh, d- uh, different business processes and our objective behind our s4 transformation is to harmonize this again to come back to harmonized and in the best case even standardized processes and that requires change management so we have to get the people on board and convince them that in the end it is for a greater better bigger cause and that's what we're doing. That's, that's part of our transformation journey. Yeah? And we're doing this early on already. We are from IT side educating our business by by showing them together actually with your colleagues from SAP and others what is new in, in S4. Yeah? How will the business processes change once we are once we have completed this transformation to S4 HANA. So that already helps in the in the very, very early stage to take the people along. We have so called business process responsibles and to educate them so that they can already adjust and adopt to the changes that will
0: happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Do you think that these that these people you are currently involving into that transformation, into that um, process, and especially in the workshops and so on, that they can internally also work as a more or less influencer towards other colleagues who are maybe cu- in that current stage not involved and that they can say, hey, I I was attending to that workshop and I saw something new in S4HANA. Maybe it's Fiori, maybe it's a, a new process, whatever, that they act as an influencer to get to get um, yeah also others on board which are not directly involved into that transformation but later affected by a new system by a new process and so on
1: yeah i like your term uh, the term influencer yeah? <laughs> of course this comes from social media i really like it uh, so far we have only thought in terms of multiplier yeah uh, but you're right they are of course uh, these multipliers um, they, they are of course also influencers Yeah, positive influencers for this change they are taking the people that uh, are then in the end using uh, our software or, the, 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 or are executing a certain process and using software for it, and uh, informing them. Yeah? So they are already doing in their departments certain sessions. We have seen this from from, from a workshop with SAP. This this will happen, and uh, they, they, yeah, spreading the news. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. uh, I like this idea of the
0: influencer. Yeah?
1: Very good. Yeah. Definitely very this is very critical for, for the success
0: of this transformation program. Yeah. So do you think that's also one of the key success factors to to upskill the colleagues and to, to empower the colleagues that they don't have to be afraid of the things that are coming up? Because um maybe especially when you when you have been working with SAP for many, many years. You get to know how some user interfaces work, and we see that as for Hana, just for an example, with that Fiori things, um, they change completely, and it's it's the it's something elementary for from for someone who is working every day, day in day out with um, a well known transaction in the SAP GUI, and then someone has to work with Fiori, for example. So maybe they are afraid because they say, hey. I'm not experienced with that, and i I don't like to 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 learn something new. Can they be influenced? can they can can their fear be taken by upskilling them? or what what's what's an idea behind there just to get these people also on board? because when mm-hmm. when you get or when you don't get internal adoption and acceptance for for a new system, it could be challenging for you, right? absolutely i fully agree and upskilling is
1: one of the major uh, success factors of uh, the um, um, successful transformation program here specifically for s4hana and i see this upskilling on all kinds of levels so let's start in i.t we of course need to upskill our i.t colleagues that are number one doing this project or this, this program and then in during the implementation phase and then later on, of course, during the run, during the operation phase. And honestly, I think this is also something that makes us attractive. We are in front of a big S4 transformation, all our SAP colleagues, uh, or our, our SAP experts they are really looking forward to that this is an opportunity for them they they're really eager to to get their hands on and we already have some uh, sandboxes of course Uh, and are playing around a little bit to get their hands on 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 the new s4 and to learn what it means and to broaden their experience so that's one level and yeah. the next level is of course then our I mentioned them before business process responsibles they are also on the sandbox together with our IT colleagues they're looking at that and they're looking at okay what can be changed in the future or what kind what do we have to expect in terms of process execution and, and uh, how are our specialized processes possibly being customized so it, it runs there or what kind of changes do we have to do to our processes so in order we so in order to adopt uh, the standard of uh, SAP mm-hmm. or wherever it's possible. Yeah. And then we come to the users. And I think this was more the focus of your questions or of your question. We also need to take them on board and need to show them. And that's what we're also doing already with uh, Fiori. We need to show them the new UI, because this is for the people that have been working with SAP for the past 30 years, a, a major change. Yeah? And I hear good things yeah? mm-hmm. and At the end of the day even though and i have seen all the the um recordings and the the measured results of Fiori versus uh, the the old sap gui design and how how much time you can save on on a certain transaction or a certain business process yeah that's one thing yeah so that that's it's nice that you can measure it at the end of the day the user and the fun factor that the user has with a new ui is
0: most important from my point of view, yeah.
1: and we we already have some positive feedback.
0: Yeah. That's good. That's that's really nice to hear. So also for, for our designers and developers, I think. And um, just when when you were talking and that came in my mind, um, you mentioned in the introduction that at the beginning of trains, you had someone who was actually driving the train and you had someone who was uh, yeah breaking the train and you had lots of communication does it also apply to an old sap landscape that you can now eliminate some manual communication steps and you can hyper automate better would that also apply to that image of that time back in the train where you didn't had Knorr Bremse um, equipment on your train and you were not um, safe enough and stuff like that. Would that apply? I, I, that question came just in my mind when you were talking.
1: Yeah, it's a nice uh, analogy to, to this uh, beginning of our company and where we are, the transformation that we have to do now. Back in, I don't know, 110 years ago, it was the also a big transformation to take out the, the, the operators, the braking operators on each wagon of the train. Yeah? And this, it's very similar. Yeah? So that is an interesting analogy that you are bringing up here. Very <laughs> nice. Maybe we, we take this uh, as, as a um, kind of a story for our transformation program.
0: Yeah. So we have a recording of that <laughs> talk, so, so you can listen to it later then, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think that story, when we are at, at stories at the moment, do you think that something like storytelling, exactly that, like that, what we had here before with a eliminate the, the breaking operators, that this also helps to to get more involved into that transformation road for, for some employees who are not maybe completely familiar with all these cloud mindset things and stuff like that? But do you think storytelling could help there just to explain them something like like we uh, discussed here before
1: definitely we have already very positive experience with with this we uh, it was actually not an sap project but a very big transformation program in in, in one of our divisions in our product lifecycle management um, core engineering processes and there we had the we, we told a story we broke down the the project Uh, in um, a mountaineering exercise yeah so Mm -hmm. climbing mountains yeah and in the end you you climb mount everest and as you go up of course you have certain stages with base camp and things like that and then at the end you're on mount everest Everest. that's the go live but it's not over because you have to come down again yeah so also the journey downwards we 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 told that story and it's very interesting how people identify with that and Mm -hmm. how they want to be part of it, uh, part of that mountaineering experience. Uh, and uh, that's, so we have made very, very good experience with that. And we will use something similar. The story is not yet defined, but we will definitely do something similar in our S4 program.
0: But it, yeah, but it, it might be very helpful then. Yeah. And, uh, when you, when you transform and when you maybe go back to the standard and so on, and then, um, I think in every discussion of S4 HANA, um, and, of course, on on every discussion about cloud and uh, the future and so on, you will always see or hear let's call the hype topics like, um, additive manufacturing, 3d printing, so to say, and 5g and, um, these IOT things and stuff like that. Are you also looking into that? Is this also relevant for you maybe in terms of predictive maintenance and so on? Um, or is it or, to be honest, I, I didn't, um, uh, do a research on that, or is this something you already offer to the market? So sorry for that
1: yeah we are offering this to the market this is part of our product suite at the moment already and it's actually on two levels yeah so you have the the um, iot technology in in our um, manufacturing process Mm -hmm. out in our plants and we we have 130 sites worldwide in 30 countries and about 100 of those are actually production sites so it's really a, a big network of uh, production facilities and you need to connect them of course you need to connect all the equipment in uh, those project, uh, production sites so we are doing that on the one hand side and then mm-hmm. of course digitalization also finds its way into our products and from there on you can actually call that a service you yeah? so for example what we do is condition-based maintenance with our doors. I mentioned before that on the trains, you you find also our door systems. Mm -hmm. And we are monitoring the behavior of the the motors and the entire uh, door and lock system on the train in order to detect some uh, anomalies and then to be able to predict when uh, the system potentially would break so that we can call it in early for service and the reason behind this is if you think about it on, on a train and I'm, I'm talking now for Germany and the Germany has a special situation with delays yeah when a door on a train doesn't open I would say that's, the, that's a good case yeah at, at least in in the uh, um, when, when the train is running everything is operating normally if it doesn't open it just means people cannot exit or enter the train through Mm -hmm. through that door anymore and then you're creating a bottleneck. Um, Let's forget the situation with an accident when the door doesn't open. But of course that leads to delays. If the door doesn't close anymore, you cannot operate the entire train. If it doesn't open anymore, you can still run the train, but it creates delays. Um, But if the door uh, isn't closing anymore, then of course you have a bigger problem because you cannot operate the entire train anymore. So we have customers. Who, who are using that service. And yeah, that's uh, one of the examples. Of course, there, there are a lot of other examples where technology and uh, speci- uh, specifically IoT
0: technology finds its way into our product and then making it uh, a service. Yeah? So, but you are not not thinking on on business models like in time as a service. So there is no delay because the Knorr-Bremse doors are are working, and then you are not responsible for uh, for for delays or so. so. Because you also see some business models around that that you sell everything as a service, and then you are responsible and just for yeah making sure that an SLA is is. Um, is, is in place and that everything is working, but this wouldn't make sense for your products, right?
1: No, uh, we are actually looking into these uh, business models as well. Yeah? And there are customers who demand this. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So uh, this is definitely something that we're doing again in the rail industry, for example, you are talking about very, very long life cycles. Yeah. yeah. So some of the equipment that you see out there uh, in, 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 on, on the railways is 30 40 years old of course then went through several um, uh, renovation cycles yeah and uh, but at the end of the day this is uh, this is something that is connected to availability yeah and then you, you can think in terms of uh, availability of a, as a service um, kind of business models yeah so definitely we're looking at that and we have customers who demand this
0: yeah um how I I would like to to touch on that a bit. So we are now leaving maybe the the, the path of change management a bit, but um, I'm really interested in that because there are some different strategies at companies, how to, how to evaluate these business models and how to evaluate the changes or the the possibilities of new technologies and of new service models and so on. And, um, I had the pleasure to listen to, um, Kurt Matzler some weeks ago. So he is also, he he was writing a book, which is called open strategy. And basically he explains there that, um, when you use the, uh, the power of everyone in a company, Uh, so it doesn't matter if it's a service technician, if he's working in accounting or wherever. And Everyone has his own or her own perspective on a a same challenge or on a same problem, for example, but then they came up with new ideas and how to change a company or how to to create a new service inside the company. And this is something he's calling open strategy because everyone is invited to define and to work on that strategy. Did you, did you try that as well? Or is this just a specific department who is looking into these new business models?
1: that's not just a a specific department. We have, first of all, again, two divisions, the rail division and Mm -hmm. the truck division, as we call it in short, uh, RVS and CVS to be precise. And that's where where the the business innovation happens. And and then, of course, those divisions, they are um, broken down in in, in different areas as well. And in Knorr-Bremse, this is something that is actually the DNA of the company everybody is responsible for innovation uh, whether you are working really in uh, r d in, in um, one of the divisions or whether you're working in accounting in our headquarter yeah so the idea of the company is look at your process and see whether something can be improved and that's mm-hmm. also innovation from mm-hmm. my point of view that is really a task that everybody has and you cannot just concentrate this into one or two departments um, that that uh, are driving this. I think this would be too far away
0: from reality. No? Mm-hmm i liked it i liked it especially when you mentioned hey everyone is responsible for that because yeah everyone is working in that company and everyone um can can add value to to these um challenges or to these possibilities then yeah really yeah. cool no
1: i expect this also i'm also telling this my people i expect this from everybody even from uh, my assistant to think about how can we use technology that uh, that is there and uh, make something better improve a process uh, mm-hmm. and reduce some manual work become better become faster or yeah. uh, increase quality
0: yeah? yeah because that's also one dimension of change management how to how to to get people into that mindset that their voice counts, that their ideas count on getting better, on on improving and so on. And that's good for you when, when you are already there and it's part of your DNA, because I know customers, they are really challenged, especially with that, that people say, no, I'm not paid for that. And I don't want to, I do my stuff here from, from eight to to five or whatever. And that's okay, because this is what I get paid for and and nothing more. Mm. Yeah. There are other people doing that. And that's, from my point of view a big challenge especially when you are talking on cloud mindset and innovation and so on so congratulations to that to that to that open culture um it's very very helpful i i think in these times yeah and um but talking on maybe in other words what's the biggest risk from your point of view in in your current journey Is it a technical thing? Or is it a business thing? Or something completely different?
1: So in in terms of our transformation programs, it to a certain extent, those are technical parameters that that could become a risk. Mm -hmm. But this then relates to, to, to the largest part to our um, architecture to our enterprise architecture yeah so it's you you come with a certain legacy and it's not so easy to completely leave this legacy behind yeah Um, at the end of the day again we are a company more than 110 years old yes 110 years ago we didn't have it systems but we have (laughs) it systems at least for 40 years now yeah and some of those it systems uh, yeah i mean i'm not saying that they are that they are around there but uh, the legacy is there and uh, this comes Of course, with some risks. How can this be transformed? Mm -hmm. And it's not so easy to just say, "I then change your business process, and then you can migrate to a new solution." Sometimes these things are not so easy. Uh, So I see that as a risk, but that can be managed from my point of view. Um, And I don't want to call it now um, because you you asked me for the biggest risk. I would rather say, "What is the biggest loss of opportunity?" And that, from oh, like my it. point of yeah. view, is to stop at a certain point and say uh, we 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 don't want to change our processes anymore. Again, that's why I said, as for Hana, is the biggest business transformation program in the company, because this will change the way people work, and the way we interact with our suppliers, with our customers, mm-hmm. with internally uh, as a company, and i think it would be the biggest loss of opportunity to not consequently do it to not consequently go this transformation path the risk of course i mean there are there are typical project risks that you should not um, uh, fall into and 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 one of one of the risks of course always is to say that's why i always say that uh, business transformation program just to say s4 is an is an i.t project mm -hmm. I hear that a lot, yeah. And uh, I, I always push back and say, no, we are in this together. Yeah? So uh, don't don't uh, just reduce this to an IT project. Then then what we do is a brownfield migration. Fine, then we're done. Yeah, that that's that's something we can do on our own. Um, so that's from my point of view very very important to to not lose the focus on this um, on this change management.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice, nice closing words from my point of view, uh, Michael, Uh, maybe a last thing, because you you mentioned before that um, many of SAP colleagues are also doing workshops with your colleagues together and so on. So um, maybe an open, honest question. So are you happy at the moment with the SAP offering or where can we get Better, especially in in customer interactions, and, in, and especially with customers having a long history as a company itself, and a long history together with SAP, where, where can we improve? Or are you completely happy with that? So that's your chance to speak openly here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be naive now to say we are completely happy, but uh, I don't want to uh, go as far as saying we are we are unhappy uh, with, with something at the moment. Uh, so there are um, most of the times when we are unhappy, it's something operational. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, where we have uh, tried everything ourselves and uh, the, the um, uh, problem cannot be solved. And then we are in interaction, of course, with SAP. And then we are in, in, uh, caught in the processes of SAP. And uh, but yeah, that's something, of course, that uh, we always wish uh, could be a little bit better. But like I said, that's more related to operations. I really want to make a compliment what we see today, the, the the support that SAP offers to its customers, in terms of the transformation program, the the steps that you go through, the the series of assessments and workshops that we did, it makes a lot of sense uh, and was very very helpful for us. And we have not completed it at the moment, yeah. So we are still uh, going on, and this is something that is very helpful for us and i I actually may say from the past we in in my last uh, company uh, we were a very very if not the first adopter a big adopter of uh, s4 no sorry not s4 um, um, hana as a database Mm -hmm. suite on hana was our program that we we ran there and i often said this was bleeding edge, yeah? not only leading edge, was really bleeding edge to a certain extent. We had all the support from SAP, and now I can see that SAP has matured a lot. So really want to make that compliment. That's that's really, really good. So thanks a lot. Yeah. And we are really looking forward to being supported by you as we go forward. Yeah? And just keep your please keep your eyes and ears open for customers like us. And I know you do, you have and you have the programs, yeah? um what are our requirements and uh, what we need in the future that's
0: that's uh, something i would like we we will we will because it's it's also essential for us yeah i'm speaking as sap here so it's essential for us and we see it also in in other projects it's always important just to listen to your users, to listen to your customers. And um, thanks for that uh, positive feedback, Michael. And um, thanks so much for for joining this episode here. So it was very interesting. And I'm looking on the the time now, so we are quite running out of time. So I have nothing more to say. Just thank you for joining this uh, episode, Michael, and all the best for the future.
1: Timo, thank you. Um, All the listeners as well, all the best. And uh, it was nice to be part of
0: this. Great. Thank you. And next time in person, hopefully. Next time in person. Without COVID.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So thank you. Bye-bye, everybody.